Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company. Pure Talk. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back in. Hour number two, Friday edition. Open line Friday. I hope all of you are having a fantastic early start to your weekend as we roll through the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Encourage you to go sign up for the podcast. New record set in November. Trying to set a new record in December as well. Lots of good stuff there every single day. You can pick and choose uh, who you would like to listen to, what the topics might be, and you can go give us five stars. All that can be done. All you have to do is search out my name, Clay Travis, or search out Buck Sexton. We are joined now by Carrie Lake. She is a former news anchor and Arizona gubernatorial candidate. By the way, we are number one in Phoenix, where I'm sure many of you are listening right now. And that obviously is a big market that Carrie Lake will be trying to take advantage of as she pursues the governor's office there in the great state of Arizona. KFYI. Thank you all. For there listening. we go. Boom. Thank you for making us number one in Phoenix. <laughs> Carrie, uh, first of all, we played a clip of you, I believe, earlier this week saying, hey, we need to start building the wall in Arizona. What are they going to do? Arrest me? Uh, and people loved it, so we wanted to get you on. Uh, why do you need the wall in Arizona so much, and why are you running for governor? What needs to happen in your state that isn't now? Wow. I mean, why do we need the wall? Because we are we are being invaded at our southern border. And, and why should other people care about it? Because what happens in Arizona doesn't stay here. We're, just in this last week, guys, um, we saw more than 6,000 people that they caught come across in Yuma. And we knew this was coming. We knew this caravan of people was coming, and yet we did nothing about it. We were warned the caravan was coming. We did nothing about it. So our, our federal government is failing us, and frankly, our state leadership is failing us as well. We just need somebody to be tough on this issue because it's affecting families. The drugs coming in, um, the people coming in, the crime is increasing. And it's really an assault on working class families to now have to compete with all these people coming in, flooding this country and eventually competing for our services and competing for jobs. It's it's not fair and it's wrong. Uh, Carrie, it's Buck. Thanks for being with us. And, yeah, we, we really appreciated that. Uh, that clip of you uh, certainly got a lot a lot of attention over the weekend talking about building the wall. Democrats used to say 
that they wanted border security too. And now it seems that they've moved increasingly toward just openly advocating for open borders. In the state of Arizona, I mean, you're, you're likely, let's say, Democrat opponent. I know you still have to go through primary process there. But would, would the, the Democrat governor of Arizona be somebody who at least says, well, in this state, we're going to try to have some law and order when it comes to immigration? Or, or do they adopt the national Democrat line of we effectively want to bring in as many illegal aliens as we can? I'm just wondering, you know, how much honesty do you get internally in the state of Arizona about this? You know, I personally believe that you're talking about maybe a normal type of Democrat, maybe like of yesteryear. Right. What we have now, and and they're not even socialists, they're pushing Marxist um, ideas and policies. And so, no, they want this. I believe they want this. They want people coming across the border. They think it increases their uh, voter block. And it's wrong. It's wrong what's happening we, we've got to look out for the people of Arizona and really the people of this country. If I were governor right now, I would ask our fellow red states to help us out. Send us, if you have any extras that you can send from your National Guard or your State Guard, send them down. I think we should be empowering our sheriff's deputies along the border to actually deputize ready and willing uh, citizens of this state to help out. We need posses. We need help along the border. But to have 6,000 people come in that we knew were heading this way and just let them walk in, that's insane. And we can't keep doing that. And we can't keep having the drugs come across. But we do have a very complex situation. I'm sure you guys are aware of this. Arizona is not like any other state. And we have a very complex border situation because it's not just, you know, federal land along the border and state land. We also have a sovereign nation that Donna Odom uh, tribal and Indian reservation. So we can't just build a wall across a sovereign nation. And that means we're going to have to work with our tribal partners to come up with some solutions. Carrie Lake going to run for governor as a Republican in the state of Arizona. I'm sure you saw the Wall Street Journal poll that came out, and it's an interesting one, which showed that Republicans are now dead even with Hispanic voters. Are you seeing uh, legal resident Hispanic voters in your state moving in the direction of the Republican Party? Uh, is that something on the ground that you feel as a candidate running in Arizona? Arizona is for security, is for safe streets, is for uh, growth in business, is for a gr- everyone here wants to have a, a place, a safe place to raise a family. It doesn't matter what color your skin or what your background is. And that's why I think Donald Trump brought so many Latino voters over, because he was talking about family. He was talking about faith and, and good schools. He was talking about the things that uh, whether you're Latino, whether you're white, whether you're black, whatever your background is, you care about. And so I don't look at people and see the color of their skin. But I, I do know my, my, uh, my kids are Latino, my husband is, and many people on my staff, and I have many friends who are Latino. They care just as much about safety, security, and they don't like what they're seeing at the border. They know that people coming across, we haven't vetted them. They know that drugs are pouring across. So I don't think it even matters what your background is, what your nationality is or heritage is. You want safe streets and a safe state, just like everyone else. We're speaking to Carrie Lake. She is a candidate for Republican governor or Republican candidate for governor, I should say, in the state of Arizona. Uh, Carrie, COVID right now is something that Clay and I are very focused in on because you've got, first of all, the surge of cases in the north going on, northeastern states, California, places that have high vaccination levels. You also have 
numerous mandates, including some of the Biden vaccine mandates, getting held up or even slapped down in the courts. What do you think the way forward should be here? And, and how is your state of Arizona? We haven't talked about it much. How well has it handled the covid issue in terms of balancing freedom and uh, public safety? Wow, that's a loaded question. Well, really quickly on COVID, and since we just came off talking about the border, a lot of the people coming across are testing positive. So we have $1.6 billion in federal money that was given to our state for COVID relief. And I think Governor Ducey should take a bunch of that money and put it towards securing our border. We can check the COVID box because we can say, hey, look, people are coming across with COVID. How did we handle it? I thought it was heavy handed. I thought our, our governor, Doug Ducey, who is Republican, and I'm thrilled that we had a Republican in office. He shut our state down twice and he shut our businesses down twice. And I find that unforgivable. That being said, he's done some things well. And I'm just so relieved we had a Republican governor during the, the heaviest part of COVID because we saw what governors like Whitmer and Cuomo and in the blue states did where they just literally brought people to their knees and I don't know that they'll ever recover after some of that terrible leadership. But I think our governor could have been stronger and could have been, uh, if he would have just been stronger to push back against some of these liberals who are pushing him to mask our children and shut our states down, or shut our state down in our economy, I wish he would have been stronger. Carrie, one of the things that obviously I hear from people in Arizona is the continued influx from California and how that is altering the dynamics of the politics in the state of Arizona. What do you think about what I'm sure is a continued flood of people fleeing from uh, California and coming to Arizona? And what is the impact going to be in the next statewide election Are those people, in your mind, more likely to be Republican voters or more likely to be Democratic voters? What are you seeing? You know, we have a saying for it, don't California our Arizona. And I find out that other states have that same saying. Yes, yes. (laughs) Nobody wants the uh, California refugees, I guess you could call them. But I will say this. We have a lot of really great people from California who have come here uh, who are fleeing that state. And that's one of the reasons I'm running. I don't want our state turning into a, uh, you know, California 2.0 where we Arizonans are going to have to rent a U-Haul, sell our home, load it up and find another red state. So they're leaving because decades of failed leftist policies have driven that state, which used to be heaven, into a complete nightmare hellscape. And I don't know if you guys have you guys been to California lately? Yeah, I went I went right before the lockdown actually. It was the last place I traveled right before the lockdown and it was noticeable Carrie what was going on in Los Angeles when I was there. I was there in October. Oh. So uh so I've Ooh. been out a decent amount. It's a mess. It's horrible and it's bad policy. They have, you know, an ineffective um governor. That's and that's being nice actually. And we don't want that here in Arizona. So we're hoping when people come here that they realize and and really examine the reasons why they left. And they come here and appreciate Arizona for what it is and not try to vote the same way they voted and drive us into the ground. And we're not going to let that happen. And that's why people are rising up. We have such a movement with our campaign, guys. Um, I, I announced on June 1st, I'm a political outsider. I'm kind of running against a bunch of, you know, politicos and bureaucrats. And we it only took us three weeks to get the signatures that we needed to be on the ballot. It typically would take a politician nine months or more to get those signatures. It took us three weeks. We didn't have to pay for a single one. 
People are so excited. We're drawing crowds of thousands whenever we do events and rallies. And people are just ready to have somebody who they trust, who they know, who understands the state and the people represent them. And bring the government back to we the people. You're doing great in the polls from what I've seen, Carrie. So clearly something is resident in Carrie Lake, candidate yes. for governor of Arizona. Clay, you got one more? Well, I was just going to say you're endorsed by Donald Trump as well for people out there. I mean, you haven't mentioned it, but we might as well mention it because we've got a lot of Trump fans in our audience. Yes, I'm so honored to be endorsed by President Trump. I thought that he was the greatest president. He did so much. The media um, brainwashed people uh, and, and lied to people about him. And it's really unfortunate, but he was still able to. He's a fighter, and he was still able to continue to work for us, even though he was that constant barrage of, of fake news was coming at him. And I'm not going to let the media get away with that. I come from uh, the media, and I know how they operate, and they're not going to push me around, and they're not going to push the people of Arizona around. They're doing a disservice to the people of this country, and we're going to call them out on that. I'm also endorsed by Congressman Gosar, General Michael Flynn, Mike Lindell, uh, and a list of really great patriotic people um, that I am I'm just so honored to be endorsed by. Carrie Lake of Arizona running for governor. Carrie, good luck to you. Thanks for coming to the Clay and Buck Show. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. You know, she just mentioned Mike Lindell, Clay. No doubt. And Mike Lindell is the founder of this amazing company called My Pillow, And his team has hooked up Clay and me with so many of their products. And it just made our homes better, more comfortable, cozier places to be. You got to trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. These pillows won't go flat. You can wash and dry them constantly. And most importantly, they're made here in the USA. So this is a great all-American company. Another thing about Mike Lindell that's awesome, this guy does not bend the knee to cancel culture. Not at all. He stands for freedom, free speech, and America. And for a limited time, Mike is offering his My Pillows, the ones that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard My Pillow for $19.98, originally $69.98, that's a $50 savings with promo code Clay and Buck. Plus, Clay, even better, he's extending a guarantee. Yep, money-back guarantee until March 1st of next year. How do you get hooked up with all these great MyPillow products? Well, you can go to MyPillow.com, click on Radio Listener Specials, enter the promo code Clay and Buck, or you can call 800-792-3269 for these great radio specials. New voices, same message. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The reason the president supports these requirements, which is either to get vaccinated or to get tested once a week, is because he wants to give people reassurance that if they're going back to work, if they're sending their kids to school, if they're going shopping in a retail outlet, they're going to Target or wherever they may be, uh, that they're going to be safe. And that's why he supports them. So uh, hopefully this will not uh, come to his desk. If it comes to his desk, he will veto it because he feels that these requirements are the way to get us back uh, to a version of normalcy here and that's what everybody wants in of normalcy welcome back to clay and buck show you heard that there hold on a second what what do you mean a version of normalcy how about just normalcy because they want you to get shots possibly forever certainly for years based on what we're seeing right now testing over and over and over again. Keep in mind that if you're getting tested once a week, I mean, this this whole thing is stupid. There's a very real chance. I mean, we can all do the math. One out of seven days, guess what? Your symptoms could come on. You could be infected. You could infect other people. And you haven't even gotten your weekly required COVID test yet. It doesn't make any sense, right? But, Clay, I think at least it's good for us to see that they are admitting the game here isn't that we're getting normalcy, which is what they promised us, right? They said, get the shot, you're done. That's not what yes. it is anymore. Now it's get more shots and more tests. And, oh, New York, I had to throw this in there, too, mask requirement indoors or vaccination requirement, but this is the best part, starting in January, according to the uh, senior citizen governor of New York, who goes around without a mask on, by the way, all the time in public events, while children who are at no risk have to, you know, have their masks strapped to their faces for eight hours a day in the New York City and uh, New York City school system. Uh, these these people are out of their minds. They're out of their minds. Here is some. Yeah, they're totally out of their minds, Buck. And here's something else that I just want to keep hammering. Remember when the rates were high in the South during the late summer, Florida, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, 
all of this, the, the sun belt where it's really hot in the summer and everybody goes inside. Remember how everybody in the media was all over it and they were blaming, oh, look at these stupid Trump voters. Look at these stupid red state Americans. They're the reason we're not out of COVID right now. I'm looking at the exact moment that I'm talking to you, Buck, at the numbers in the United States right now. Here are the six highest rated COVID states right now. New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Michigan, Minnesota, Vermont, and Massachusetts. Do you know what all six of those states represent? Blue states. They all voted for Joe Biden, all of them. And yet, now in the media, and by the way, Florida is down with Hawaii at the lowest place, Texas, Alabama, Louisiana, Georgia, Mississippi, all of those states, five of those six, all red states, nobody talking about them right now. They all have the lowest rate of COVID in the country. Everybody, particularly Ron DeSantis, got blamed in the summer. The red states got savaged by the media. Do you see any stories blaming blue states at all for their high rate of COVID? Zero. Zero. And does anyone see any stories... And remember, it was a moral failing, not just of Ron DeSantis, but of Floridians for electing Ron DeSantis, according to the lib media. Right? That was always the tone. You get what you deserve, Florida. A lot of the journos are pushing that like lunatics, because that's what they are. And now, of course, it's not the fault of the blue states. It's something else that we're supposed to be uh, attributing all this to. And where are the stories? You know, where's the Washington Post, the New York Times, which are both lib trash heaps? Where are their stories about how they got this really wrong, folks? Now, they didn't get it entirely wrong, but they got this wrong. It wasn't get a shot and you're done. And that was the promise. It wasn't get a shot and you won't spread it. And that was what they told us. So, of course, the public now is going to be a little more uh, skeptical. Thank you for the word. Yes. And, and, And it's a failure and it's just an inconsistency. All the red states got savaged, all the red state governors, and now the blue states are dealing with COVID, and all of a sudden the story vanishes. Plenty of worthy causes to pay attention to this holiday season. Lots of good people doing good things, but right at the top of this list, Tunnel the Towers. They've been honoring America's heroes since the tragic events of 9-11. To mark 20 years since that date, Foundation's chairman and CEO, Frank Siller, he had an incredible walk all over the place to help remind us of what happened there. Last month on Veterans Day, the foundation recognized the people we lost in our war on terror through the foundation's name-reading ceremony. And now, Tunnels and Towers is bringing hope to heroes and their families, giving away at least a home a day from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. Honor our vow to never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. T2T.org. Listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We're reacting to Jesse Smollett. Inflation at a near 40-year high, as we told you was likely to be the case. Maybe most significant aspect of that is whether it's going to move Joe Manchin not to vote for the Build Back Better bill, which would mean it then moves into 2022. Remember, Democrats are trying to get that vote done by Christmas. I think the likelihood of that is low. Uh, But we tease this 
at the end of the last hour, Buck and I have been talking about this a bit off air. He's not familiar at all in the wake of the Jussie Smollett fake hate crime being exposed. A lot of people out there, I tweeted about this because it reminded me of what happened with LeBron James four years ago. So, Buck, you don't recall or didn't know anything about LeBron James claiming that he was the victim of a hate crime. Never even heard uh, never even heard a word about this one. Never, never. This never, you know, you know me in the sports, Clay. I'm not always but on the on the. This was edge. such a big story that it was leading Good Morning America, the Today really? Show. I mean, when this, was this? this this was 2017, right before the NBA finals. Can I just started. say the entire Rush team in here with me in New York right now, the folks that are here, um, none of them remember this one either. So somehow oh, wow. this, yeah. Well, this is an example. I, I use the phrase memory hold sometimes because when stories don't end up fulfilling the narrative, they just vanish. There's no follow-up. There's no story. So here was the story. LeBron James uh, at his house in Brentwood, California. We've got a lot of great listeners in L.A. Brentwood is a very high-end uh, neighborhood in the Los Angeles area. LeBron James at the time had bought a mansion there for $21 million. I believe he still has his mansion in uh, Brentwood. He was not present at the time, but allegedly there was a racial slur scrawled on his gate. A racial slur scrawled on the gate of LeBron James. So uh, his security staff there called police. Buck, when police arrived, uh, there was... Let me read from my article that I wrote. So the L.A. police arrive. Los Angeles police were called to LeBron James's house at 6.44 a.m. on this morning. LeBron and his family weren't at the house... When police arrived at 6.44 a.m., Buck, the gate had already been repainted. The entire gate had already been repainted, so there was no racial slur visible. They were allegedly provided a photo of the racial slur on the gate. That was the only evidence of it. There is a massive camera, surveillance camera, as you can well imagine, on a $20 million mansion. The camera was not working that time. So there was no footage that was able to be given. The police said, hey, can we get the footage from your massive surveillance camera here right beside the gate? Did the two guards fall asleep too, Clay? I'm yeah, starting to get yeah. an Epstein vibe here. Uh, alleged photo never released, never has been out as evidence at all. Uh, and the LAPD investigated and determined that there was no evidence that a crime had ever occurred. So, but that didn't come out. Immediately, LeBron talks about it. He compared himself, Buck, to Emmett Till. He compared himself to Emmett Till, and he said that it was important that America confront the racism, that he was a victim, and the LAPD. Now, think about this. The graffiti was immediately painted over on the gate at 6.44 a.m., meaning, like, at its most elemental level, if you really were a victim of a hate crime, wouldn't you preserve the evidence? I mean, this was where I started, like the alarm bell started going off. Wait a minute. 
LeBron James claims that his uh, gate in this wildly, wildly expensive neighborhood of L.A. By the way, there are video cameras everywhere in this neighborhood, right? Every mansion has its own video camera. Nobody ever came forward with any evidence of this racial slur being put on LeBron's gate. But if you really wanted somebody caught, wouldn't you leave the racial slur up on the gate uh, and allow the police to conduct an investigation? So uh, then, I mean, also, I say, Clay, if Jesse surveillance Smollett, camera is not working, if if Jesse Smollett was willing to put the noose back on for the purposes of evidence, you would think you wouldn't want to, in a different context, erase the graffiti itself before anyone has seen it, right? I mean, I mean Jesse, it's the most Jesse at least knew that with his hoax. It's the most basic thing to preserve evidence. You don't have to be very smart if somebody breaks. Uh, something or write something and, and the only evidence that it occurred. So what's fascinating about this is the LAPD investigated. They found no evidence that a crime had occurred. Media, I mean, this is everywhere. This is on the Today Show. If you doubt me, you can go Google uh, people out there listening to look at the amount of coverage this got. LeBron James, biggest victim ever. Uh, every, everybody was talking about this. And then the LAPD investigates no evidence that the crime ever occurred, and the story just vanished. And so in the wake of Jesse Smollett, how in the world did the media allow LeBron James to come out and say, hey, I was the victim of a racist hate crime in Brentwood, California. There's zero evidence that it actually occurred. Everybody covered it, much like the Jesse Smollett case, as if it were evidence the accusation itself 100% true, and then when the LAPD investigates it and determines that no crime took place and the story disappears, people just pretend that LeBron never alleged he was the victim of a hate crime. So, look, maybe somebody on LeBron James's staff made it up. LeBron wasn't in the house at the time. But the fact that this just went away, nobody was charged with making a false police complaint. Nobody was, I mean, think about it. If it really had happened, wouldn't if you were living in that house, you want to know what was happening to your family, what risk they might be under? Just disappeared. Nobody even asked about asked LeBron about it anymore. And after the sports media and the larger media ecosystem painted LeBron James as a victim for a racial slur on his $21 million gate mansion, which never actually occurred, just pretend it didn't happen. This is what happens so often with these stories. And, you know, Buck, I talk about this sometimes with you. You're a long time. Like, you grew up in New York City, and you were like, hey, I know my political beliefs. When you were 12 years old, you're, yep. you know, reading uh, George Will columns and nodding along or whatever it was. Like, Give it, you, know, you knew. Give, give a high five to my portrait of Buckley on the wall. You yeah. know it. You knew all this. I have come to this, ironically, through the media, through seeing myself so much dishonesty. That's how I got red-pilled, was just seeing all the narrative dishonesty on a day-to-day basis and doing basically an outkick. You know, we got another article up about the Penn Swimmer, just asking honest questions and trying to be reasonable and rational in a totally unreasonable and irrational world. And there are a lot of people, I think, like me, who listen to this program now that have come to have the same beliefs as me just by seeing all the dishonesty. The left, to borrow from Solzhenitsyn, lives by lies. 
And that was what you experienced. They live by lies. They lie is actually moral to them if it serves their overall purpose. Pretending to believe Jussie Smollett or being so brainwashed by lies that you actually believe Jussie Smollett is virtuous if you're a leftist. If you're LeBron James, or rather if you're a LeBron James supporter, it doesn't matter if LeBron James faked this or not. All that actually matters is that he's raising awareness about all the racism that exists in this country, which is so omnipresent that people are constantly, in the highest profile cases, faking hate crime after hate crime. Remember when we went through the terror of fake nooses in this country? Yes. I mean, they kept going through it. And what was amazing was there were even public officials. I believe this was maybe the mayor of of um, uh, mayor of Oakland, if I remember correctly, saying that we still needed to treat this like a major racial issue, even when it was found that some nooses in a public park were not nooses, in fact, but some guy who was black had set them up to do exercises with on a tree. Didn't matter that it was fake, Clay. The narrative was all that matters. And so when you experience that enough, you say, these people are crazy. Remember the NASCAR incident, the pull rope that was supposedly a noose? Dozens of FBI agents were investigating this. FBI agents, I think, investigated that. It had been there for months and months and months. It was so offensive and meant to terrify so many people that nobody noticed it until there was a noose panic across the country, um, which reminded me of the the anti-Asian violence panic, which went away very quickly. And I think we all remember why it went away very quickly, because they couldn't find enough... MAGA hat white Trump guys who were attacking Asians. It was other groups, other individuals who were mostly attacking. minorities attacking other minorities, and the story went away. Went it away. did, it just vanished so very quickly. We got more coming up. We got every line lit here, so we do want to continue, of course, with Open Line Friday, taking some of your calls here. So if you're with us, stay with us. If you want to get in on it the next hour, Clay and I are obviously fired up. We know you are too. 800 282 2882. That's 800-282-2882. Come back into it in a moment. Take the guesswork at how to protect the value of your savings account. You and I both see our nation's economy the same way right now. Inflation is present. Prices on so many things are way, way up, whether it's a new home, a gallon of gas, or a pound of hamburger beef. The value of a dollar is less and less with each passing day. That affects the long-term value of your savings account and your IRA. The surefire way of protecting that is purchasing gold as part of your savings plan, some percentage of it at least. You decide that number, and there's plenty of help in determining what makes sense for you. I'd suggest you rely on the input of my friends at the Oxford Gold Group. They not only make sense of all of this with you, they also deliver real gold to your home. You store it away safely if you'd like to take delivery of it, or you can place real gold as part of your IRA if you have one. Oxford Gold Group makes both actions possible. They make it easy, and the end result is, you have protection for the long-term value of your savings account with gold. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD and learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-GOLD. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Culture they can't cancel on the EIB Network. (laughs) 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open line Friday. We are rocking and rolling here on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Coming up in the next hour, inflation is at a 40-year high. Prices rising the most since 1982. And you know what the problem is, folks? This is what the Biden administration wants you to know, that you don't realize how awesome this economy is. It's amazing. You just don't appreciate how brilliant Biden and the imbeciles around him really are. We'll get into that. And then also the media. I, I almost couldn't believe this. We're going to walk you through. We're going to take you for a deep dive into MSNBC's coverage of the Jussie Smollett verdict last night. We will make you world-class experts in the Jussie Smollett coverage on MSNBC last night. I can tell you this. You will know as much about it as everyone, anyone, even the people working at MSNBC. We'll explain. That's coming up. Buddy in Utah wants to weigh in. What's up, buddy? Hi there. Um, when you're talking about uh, COVID a little while ago, and this is interesting because I, I agree everybody needs to be tested when they come to your party because my wife is fully vaccinated, wears a mask 
eight to ten hours a day, four to six days a week, and brought me home COVID for my birthday. And uh, her doctor wouldn't give her ivermectin, but my doctor I knew which, who I had arranged with ahead of time would, so I got her that. And then I came down with it a couple of days after we got tested together. I got it, and I got ivermectin. I'm 68 years old. I'm overweight. I have a heart condition. I have bronchial condition. I should be dead, according to these people. So you but feel you're recovered. You feel great. I appreciate uh, you calling in. Appreciate you listening as well. And we talked, honestly, Rand Paul's advice that he gave everybody yesterday. If you didn't hear that, go listen to it on the podcast about what to do, uh, particularly with the therapeutics, where if you know you've got it in the first five days, you need to go get the treatments that are available. And some doctors aren't aggressive in prescribing it, but the impact is so seismic. This is one of the places where Ron DeSantis has done such a good job for Florida is, hey, if you get COVID and you're having significant complications early on, you need to go get those therapeutics. Yeah, monoclonal uh, because, antibodies. And, yes. and you know, you know, they're complaining now. This is fascinating. And thank you, buddy. And we're glad you're okay, my friend. And thanks for listening. There's actually people who are complaining now about not having enough monoclonal antibodies in places like New York. Yes. Whereas last summer, the media was running completely fabricated hit pieces on some vague connection. You know, Ron DeSantis has a financial interest in oh, monoclonal yeah. antibodies because two doors down from him is a neighbor who once invested in a pharma company who once knew a guy who knew the other guy who developed monoclonal antibodies. I mean, it was such crap. Yes. And they're reckless because there might be people that read that and say, Oh, well, if it's a financial incentive, first of all, financial incentive for monoclonal antibodies, not for vaccines, Clay. The tens of billions of dollars at stake with the new introduction of even more COVID vaccines and more COVID vaccines. We can't even can't even discuss whether there is a financial incentive to perhaps over vaccinate going into the future, at least not talking about the first round, even just the future rounds. If you talk about it, you're a reckless, bad person. Just saying. No, it's 100 percent true. And more people need to know. That's why I thought Rand Paul was so great with us yesterday. Third hour of the show, I believe. Encourage you to check it out on podcast. Alex in right here with me in Manhattan. Man, it's like speaking to somebody on the other end of the gulag. What's going on, Alex? <laughs> hey, guys. Love the show. I just wanted to say, like, I just want to implore all my fellow New Yorkers out there. You look at the leadership that we have here with Hochul and de Blasio and the things that are happening to this city. 20 years ago, I lived here and it was the best place to live. I recently moved back with my wife, and I can't believe what has happened to this place, where it used to be so safe, I never thought about anything ever happening to me, and now you walk with your head on a swivel. So I implore everybody out there, Republican, Democrat, what is it going to take? How many shots is it going to take before you say, that's enough? Today it's four shots, and the people on the left are cheering. When it's six, are you still going to cheer? When it's eight, when it's ten, when is it enough for you to say enough is enough, and it needs to stop? Uh, anyone who tells you, Alex, that you should get... Not just the booster, but maybe the booster on top of the booster, the fourth shot, which is now even being talked about. Israel, I think, is already hasn't Israel already approved. Israel the has already shot? moved on to the fourth shot. Fourth yes. shot. Just tell them until you triple mask, you don't take the virus seriously. And by the way, it's not just the COVID shots and the COVID vaccine passports and everything else. It's the actual shootings which have continued to skyrocket all over New York City. You're not safe. And they're combining that with mandates. Hey, Alex, I'm glad you're here, man, but I'll see you in Florida in about six months. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you this, man. The other side of it, I used to say to anyone who was coming to New York, 
under the um, you know latter part of the Giuliani and then the Bloomberg administrations. I'd say you could walk around New York City, any you know Manhattan, anytime, day or night, feel safe, no worries, you're good. And it's sad, man, because I can't say that to people anymore. And that's just the that's just the truth of it. And I hope that that turns around soon. The media coverage of Jussie Smollett on MSNBC last night was amazing. I mean, the yes. amount of journalistic integrity on display, folks. You will be, I assure you, quite in awe of the coverage of Jussie Smollett on MSNBC and then also the inflation situation out of control. Clay, let's break it down for folks because it's almost like we've been telling everybody Biden doesn't know how to fix this. I hope that Joe Manchin is looking at those numbers and saying we can't make inflation worse by signing up for Build Back Better. We'll talk about it all next. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 